but you can't um talk you can't link your relationship with Christ with other people in that sense, you know. It's not Jesus that came and told you these things. It's people that messed up in the church and that type yeah. of thing. I think that's something that people have such a hard time for that, you know, people are going to make you mad in the church. Everyone's human and everyone's trying to work towards it. And some people are really stupid, but that doesn't change who God is. And that doesn't change the evidence of who God is and the science, the good science or the, the theological, you know, eschatology of who Jesus is, you know? So. Yeah, I think we often blame God for for people's sin. And I think this is something mm-hmm. that we all have to remember is that humans make mistakes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I'm Alec. And I'm Sean. And we are passionate about inspiring others to seek after the truth. That's it. You have a hard time with that one, don't you? You know, once we get through the opening, everything's easy. So that's it. That's That's it. it After that podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. Um, It's been a it's been a couple crazy weeks. Happy Easter week. Right. Uh, Palm Sunday was this last Sunday and Easter week. Easter Sunday is coming up and um, it's a big day. It's been crazy. But I mean, you know. Definitely appreciated because last Easter we were all home and there was no Easter. <laughs> there was no Easter. So never take for granted an Easter because it could be the last one. So. Yeah. If you are from uh, somewhere other than Vegas uh, or you call a different church your home than the one that we go to, drop a comment down on the YouTube and let us know what your church did for Easter service last year. Uh, our church decided to go videotape yeah. um worship and a preaching on the mountains mm-hmm. that was pretty crazy it was awesome i mean out of anything we could have done you know but i go was big here home. i was here easter sunday and there it was me and one other person we were there just cleaning up the school and stuff wow but it's crazy to think the day where there's thousands of people and all these events and craziness that easter is at you know every single church and there was nobody there that's so, so crazy it's so crazy but um we're fully on this this year so here we Exciting. go. Yeah. Coming back. Joe Rogan. Are you a fan? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I, I think to be a fan, you have to like listen, you know, and I don't very, I listen to him very often. I, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, he is a, he's kind of does everything. He's a commentator for UFC. Yes. You know him better. What else yeah, does he do? Stand-up comedian, you know, Fear Factor guy. That's where Fear Factor guy. Know, we, we all first met him, you know. Did you, you know, watch Fear Factor? Were you... No, nah, not really. Not really. That was my show. That was your weird. show. Oh yeah, it was crazy. This is your stuff. boy. I list. You know, don't judge me, okay? Because not every single episode of Joe Rogan is the greatest. Is the greatest you know, including and the I, one we're about to watch. Yeah, and I definitely pick and choose which ones I listen to. But sure I, you do. I do. I do. <laughs> I am a listener, and I think a lot of the things he does talk about is very interesting. Yeah, and it's very thought provoking. He is a very thought provoking guy, which I like. Yep. Um. So I think it's you know. He has had people on that are in the religious kind of section, you know, and that type of thing. And Ben Shapiro doesn't thinking. count. <laughs> I'm just saying. He has had Ben Shapiro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he's had thought-provoking things. And, you know, we wanted to react to a couple, a clip, you know, that deals kind of with what we talk about yeah. with truth re- relating to the Bible and Jesus and, you know, kind of 
get our take on these thought-provoking things. Richard Dawkins mm-hmm. is a really interesting human being. So uh, a little earlier, you you called him the wannabe Charles Darwin, <laughs> right? Uh, he's a leading, is he a scientist? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. leading Writer. scientist, uh, leading atheist, leading evolutionist, um, writes a lot of books. He's kind of like that community's, you know, and if you don't know what an atheist is, I've heard a lot of different definitions, but I think they just reject the idea of God in, yeah. in a sense, right? Like they they get confused on that. I've heard different definitions from all of them, but um, nonetheless, um, they, you know, they do that, right? So they, um, they reject the idea of God. He's a leading one and people look to him um, a lot for their wisdom in certain things, whether yeah. that be evolution or why God doesn't exist or how to live in humanity and um, what is truth? If there is truth, there is no truth according, you know, whatever the case is. And he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like I said, I'm not a huge, like I don't listen, but I do. It is interesting to see number one, like us being in the podcast realm. He is when it comes to podcasts, he's number one. He's the goat. Like, there's nobody podcasts. else. Yeah. He got Things are falling from oh my the sky gosh. over here. Um, <laughs> there's nobody else that H- is... $100 million contract with Spotify. Can so you imagine? Time out. <laughs> um, so, you know, so when this clip popped up on my YouTube channel and I saw Rich Dawkins and Joe Rogan talking about, uh, about Jesus, how dare they, about Jesus and about um, some other things that we're going to talk about today, I sent it to you and I was like, hey, we need to react to this because uh, we are not claiming to be smarter than Joe Rogan and Richard Dawkins yeah. in any way. But I think it's a very biased conversation. For sure. This might be a biased conversation, but that's a different story. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has their biases in some sense. Um, yeah, we're pulling clips from, you know, a podcast if you want to watch the whole podcast um i don't think i've watched that podcast all the yeah, way me through neither. but um yeah just understand this is not the whole conversation joe rogan has like three hour podcasts which is insane you know we get tired after like 30 minutes but yeah <laughs> there's definitely some bias and um you know as someone who's listening to joe rogan and that type of thing he he's a very open-minded guy with everything but there is a except. huge except that um recently he had an astronaut on who was um a very big Christian and he was talking to Joe Rogan about that stuff, you know, about science. He was very smart scientist, astronaut. Joe Rogan wanted nothing to do with that conversation, you know? Really? Yeah. So that's one of the frustrating Joe Rogan's very open about anything when it comes to politics or science, drugs, (laughs) different sport and you name it. He's open about anything and he doesn't hold anything too tight, but you see when it comes to religion stuff, you know, people do have their biases with some things. I know he has his, um, his upbringing in a Catholic school and that type of thing. And maybe a negative, you know, upbringing that kind of skews his thoughts on that type of thing. So, but, um, just like him, you know, we have our own upbringings, that type of thing, but we're going to be, you know, as level, I guess, as the word as we can. Theoretically, our hope is to bring the other side for sure to these arguments. I don't want to sit here and just let, not that I matter, but I don't want to sit here and let Richard Dawkins talk about Jesus and then not answer to that. You know, we have a platform and we're going to use it to do that. So I'm excited. I hope everyone else is excited. Um, why don't we just start off with the first clip? Sound good? Yeah, let's play the clip. <laughs> the Joe Rogan Experience. 
That's very admirable, but I think for some people it represents a bonding of the community. And well, I you could have concerts and lectures and mm-hmm. book, book clubs. And but I think when they get together and they talk about all the values that Jesus proposed, if Jesus is the higher power, it, it gives them this sort of, again, moral scaffolding to yes. live their life. Yes. Well, Jesus would probably on the whole provide a fairly good moral scaffolding. Not totally, but, but um, right. he was ahead of his time anyway. Do you, you, so you do think he was a real person? Most of the scholars I've talked to say he probably was. The evidence is not great, of course, but I think um, I don't think it's that big a deal, actually, because he, I mean, a wandering preacher called Yeshua or Yehoshua would not be surprising. I mean, it's a common name and uh, there are plenty of wandering preachers. What would be very surprising would be if he raised... Lazarus from the dead and walked right. on water and turned water into wine. And that, of course, didn't, did not happen. Well, I really don't like how he just says, oh, there's no, the evidence isn't great on that, but whatever. And just yeah. skips past that. What does he even mean by that? It's very biased for sure. But, um, you know, I, I think I think for us, and we've taken, you know, classes on like a case for Christ and that type of thing that we... <laughs> we see it in a totally different way completely and we can get into that for sure but um yeah i think we see that there's over i'll just go into the evidence now and you could you know get into probably go even crazier it. stuff than i'll say but um i i took college classes on the case for christ and that type of thing and I, I see a really hard time of people saying that he probably wasn't a real person i think he even says most people believe you know scholars yeah. that he is a real person and that just comes from um Things like what happened after his death, you know, we're talking, you know, 80, 90 years after the explosion of Christianity from a guy who, you know, was told that died on the cross and rose again. That's like us saying now that, you know, I don't know, someone 50, 60, 70 years ago was not real. Like that doesn't just happen type thing, especially in a culture. Um the Romans not having a body, that type of thing, not being able to really show if they came and say, oh, this guy, you know, he died on a cross. He did all these things. The Romans, that was a big agenda against that. They would have just been like, that dude was never real at all. We have no writings of them saying anything like that or going against Christianity. Also the conversions of Paul who was killing them and all these things. The conversion of Jesus's um, blood brothers after Mm -hmm. his death. They didn't believe when he was alive, but after his death, they believed. Yeah. I think there's too much to just say, you know, oh, he wasn't a real person. Yeah. I think there's two things that we can look at to provide evidence of Jesus was real. There is the New Testament, Mm -hmm. obviously, and then there's writings and other evidences outside of that. Um, A lot of people have a hard time with the New Testament. You know, people outside of our circle would say, you can't use the New Testament. You know, that's very biased. That's that's his disciples. Of course, they're going to say he's real. Yeah. But all we know about, like, let's just take a different person in history. Socrates, for example. All we know about Socrates comes from two of his disciples and what they wrote about him. Plato and then another guy, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. All we know about Socrates comes from these two people. Now, we don't just discredit everything that these people said. No, we actually take it as uh, into account. We don't just say, oh, they were his disciples. We can't believe them. We take it into account as, as actual historical fact. And we nobody denies that Socrates was a real person. Mm-hmm. So 
first of all, to say that the New Testament isn't a reliable source to understand if Jesus was a real person doesn't make sense. If four people are writing four different stories that theologically don't contradict each other, how could you ever say that is not a historical fact? That yeah. makes no sense to me whatsoever. But just to appease people who have a hard time saying that the new have a hard time with the New Testament, we have so many other writings of other people that that in some way recognize that Jesus was real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for him to say that all the scholars that he, most of the scholars that he knows say that Jesus was a real person. And then to say the evidence isn't great. Well, why did he just say that? Because that doesn't make sense. Right? So if all, why would most, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. If they're real scholars, why would they say he's real? But I have a quote. You ready for this? That's good stuff. From a guy named Josephus. Okay, Josephus was, he was born three years after Jesus died, and he is probably the greatest um, historical scholar that we have today uh, when it comes to Israel and the Roman times. He was, uh, he was Jewish, um, but he was taken away in captivity with the Romans, but because he was um, kind of high up in the society, they didn't like do anything weird to him. He actually became a, a, a very high position in the Roman, um, Roman world. Um, and he was taken away from Jerusalem to, uh, to Rome in, uh, what is it? 70 AD when, be right. yeah, yeah, that would be the time of the temple. Um, so he's not a Christian, but he wrote this about Jesus. Okay. Mm. This is beautiful. You ready? This is the best explanation I've ever heard about Jesus mm. from Christian or non-Christian. This is beautiful. Now there was about this time, Jesus, a wise man, if it would be lawful to call him a man. For he was a doer of wonderful works, a teacher of such men as receive the truth with pleasure. He drew over to him both many of the Jews and many of the Gentiles. He was Christ. And when Pilate, at the suggestion of principal men among among us, had condemned him to the cross, those that loved him at the first did not forsake him. For he appeared to them alive again the third day, as the divine prophets had foretold these and 10,000 uh, 10, other wonderful things concerning him. And the tribe of Christians, so named after him, are not extinct at this day. Mm. This is a non-Christian scholar yeah. saying that it would be a sin to call Jesus any like a man, saying that he rose again on the third day, and saying that his disciples were right about who he was. And these writings are very, very close to Jesus actually being on the earth. A near well, so. eyewitness. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah. You know, that doesn't just happen. You don't have somebody, this this figure in history uh, spoken about by scholars all over the place. That's not real. That does not happen. Do you get what I'm saying? The the, the separation, it's like us saying World War II didn't happen. Even though we have writings about it, we have this, we have all this stuff, you know. All these people said it happened. We literally, we still have eyewitnesses and that type of thing. And we're just like, oh, it was all made up type thing. Yeah. It's a similar thing. And just talk like New Testament talks about in the gospels, the four, the four gospels talks about Pontius Pilate, talks about Herod, talks about different Caesars and that type of thing in the books of Acts that are real people that we know are real people have yeah. evidence if it's coins or writings of them. So the Bible tells about all these real people. Some of them, it says before we even knew they were real people. And then we're going to think that, you know, Jesus wasn't a real person. You know, it's crazy. Just Pilate, for example, the Bible spoke about Pilate before anybody else realized he was mm-hmm. a real person. People would uh, ream the Christians for believing that Pilate was a real person. Yeah. And then they find this stone with his name on it. And I've seen it. And, I've you know, I've seen the stone and I'm like, wow, there you yeah. go. You know, there is nothing 
that denies that Jesus was a real person. And a world doesn't get turned upside down like it did and like it has been by someone who isn't real. Like these yeah. things just don't happen. Uh, I love that you brought up, you know, the James, the brother of Jesus and, and, and Paul, like if Jesus wasn't a real person, then these things wouldn't have taken out, taken yeah. effect right after he died. It would have taken some time, but the fact that these things were proclaimed immediately after his death and resurrection proves that this was a real historical thing. Nobody yeah. just sat there and thought this up. It was immediately, how many people were, saw him ascend? I forget. I forget the exact number as well. A bunch of people numbers, that he revealed yeah. himself to immediately said they saw Jesus. That doesn't just happen. We have writings of a lot of those centurions, that type of thing as well, and all these crazy things. And like you said, well, you got to look at the apostles. So if, you know, the 12 that, you know, this guy would say claimed walk with Jesus and that type of thing, they all died for Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. other than John, but, you know, was attempted, I mean, basically, attempted death for yeah. him, put on an island, all these things. They were willing to go to the cross and die themselves and be tortured themselves and, you know, live a life that wasn't fun, you yeah, know, yeah. being tortured, you know, leaving the home that they knew in Israel and leaving the professions they knew in Israel to live this life um, and to believe that they would live it for something they made up or a lie all the way to the point of death um, is just really hard to believe. And then that also comes with James and the empty body and that type yeah. of thing. I do agree with some things that he says as far Jesus was a very common name back then. True. You know, it's like it is a deviation of like Jacob, jo Joshua. Joshua, that's who it is. Jesus um, is the Greek of Yeshua, which is Joshua in Hebrew. Ooh, that's 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 that Calvary Chapel Bible College. There you go, right baby. <laughs> and then also, yeah, there was a lot of people, you know, trying to bring an uprising. You know, there was a looking for a Messiah at that time. Somebody looking to kind of get them out of Roman, like you know, oppression yeah. and that type of thing. And we saw that with like Barabbas, you know, the person yep. that went with Jesus to see who was going to be put on the cross, you know. But Jesus was different than those people and wasn't looking, you know, to be the ruler and king at that time to take over Rome, you know, which but we have beautiful. a lot of people in accounts, you know, that were trying to do that and they were killed. Yeah. And that wouldn't, Rome. it wouldn't make sense, right? Like if someone was going to come impersonate the Messiah, he would do the things that the Jewish people wanted him to do. Yeah. The Jewish people wanted the Messiah to set them free from Roman rule. And like, when we look at the Bible, this was the reason most Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah because he didn't come like a warring King. I love the comparison between when Pilate rode into Jerusalem with soldiers around him, with a white horse claiming authority. When Jesus rode into Jerusalem, you know, on the exact day that Daniel foreto yeah. foretold, like we can get into that type of prophecy also and how Jesus fulfills all those prophecies. When he rode in, he came humbly on a, on a donkey. And just to imagine that, you know, if he was made up, if he was doing this all fake, he would do it in a way that the most people possible would believe in. But yeah. he didn't do that. He did it in a way that God wanted him to do it because he was God, you know. So just to say that, you know, he was just another wandering teacher goes against logic in itself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why would someone do this? Why would somebody claim to be the Messiah and then not provide what those people were looking for And it's in like, their minds? And he right? had opportunities to build up this army or whatever he's looking like, you know? How many times are they trying to proclaim him king? He doesn't let them and he sneaks yep. away, you know, when yep. he's like feeding the 5,000, all these things, having huge numbers of people anyone who had a different agenda and was trying to follow the agenda that the Jews want and the agenda that man would want, you know, like 
let's get this army yeah. and destroy, you know, Rome and all this stuff. But that wasn't Jesus' agenda. So how do you respond to his comments about um about well it, it would be special. It's not it's not a big deal that there was a wandering preacher named mm. Yeshua, but it would be a big deal if he raised Lazarus from the dead or fed, you know, the five thousand. But of course those things didn't happen. How would you respond to that? Obviously it's not standing in front of us, but you go there. <laughs> For sure. And it's he has an agenda just you know just how so many people have an agenda he has a job he has the writings he has things he has to back up you know yeah and he's putting his faith in science you know mm -hmm. it's a huge leap to believe a lot of things in science and a lot of things yep. in science they don't have answers for and their theories and they can't be tested and it's changing you know which makes it you know a faith and a belief um which i believe is more you need more you got to take a bigger leap to get to that stuff than the leap that we take to, you know, get to what Jesus did and miracles and that type of thing. And we do that because, you know, first account things and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think for him saying that he's, his faith is completely in science and he mm -hmm. can't wrap his round his head around something that, you know, seems mythical yeah. and like unbelievable. But if we're going to believe there's a God, you know, that, you know, anything is possible at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just point like, if I'm speaking to a Christian, I would say, well, look at your life. You know, your life is a miracle, you know, just because you may not feel like you were dead and now alive, but that's what the Bible says, you know? Yeah. So to completely deny miracles is to deny that Jesus could change your life. And if Jesus could change your life, then he could definitely heal the blind. Like that doesn't make sense, you know? So I think miracles are all around us and we just don't realize it because, um, because we're not looking for it in that sense. You know what I mean? But if, if for him, if I was speaking to him, you know, I don't know, like, of course, what do you mean? Of course not. Like, you know, the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of God, like yeah. everything around us is a miracle in itself. Now, however you believe that, that if you're a Christian, you believe that God created the world, whether it be uh, in the six days or in, you know, a long period of time or through evolution, no matter what, it's God's creation, right? Mm. And it was a miracle in itself that he had life burst into existence, however it did, right? So, um, you know, look at that. That's another miracle. You know what I mean? It's another miracle that doesn't strike Richard Dawkins, Dawkins dead. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, there's just so many miracles around us that we refuse to look at. We refuse to see. I've seen people get hit by cars should have been dead, but they walk out of that situation free. Like those are, there's miracles all around us, you yeah. know? So anyway, for sure. And it's like, and the same thing with the Lazarus thing, with any of the healings in acts or in the gospels that Jesus does firsthand accounts of it happening, firsthand accounts of people like Lazarus dying, being dead for multiple days and then coming out of the grave, you know, mm -hmm. which these things weren't disputed by the Pharisees and all these things. It was more, you know, we just got to get Jesus out of here because yeah. he's, he's stirring yeah. up the pot and we already have too much going with Rome and, you know, we don't want to, we don't want our politics. We're living a good life. We don't want to get this messed up. Mm. So we have to get this guy out of here. So, so true. But we don't see them saying like, you didn't do that type thing because there's thousands of people saying, you know, I saw Lazarus die and then was dead for multiple days and now is back. So yeah. it's hard to dispute that. You know? Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. All right. Next clip. Let's do it. Um, what was the, you, you said that you wrote this, it's a, a beginner's guide, outgrowing God. A well, it's for guide. young people. Uh, I originally wanted to write a book for, uh, for young children and publishers didn't want to do that. Uh, they, so they kept pushing the age range up. And so it, it stabilized at about 15. 
but I think um, 14, well, I, what, the first chapter has been read by one 10-year-old of my, my acquaintance. He loved mm. it. Um, and I, I think, it, but really, I'm hoping it'll be read by people of all ages. I want to have that 10-year-old on the podcast. He seems Let's like do a it. dope guy. For sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Would you, okay, would you send your kids <laughs> to the to the Richard Dawkins What kind of school? question is that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, trip. Dude, I don't even know where to start with this guy. I, I would I would just say this points. You brought this up a little bit earlier. Uh, the idol of science, mm. right? And the idol of reason. When uh, Paul was going into Athens, one of the gods that was there um, was the god of reason. Like, like man has worshipped yeah. its mind and its reason and its knowledge all the way back. You know, we can track it all the way back to Baal and past that, right? Man has always worshipped reason and its own way of finding truth. I would say, you know, I would be so bold to uh, to say that science can sometimes become an idol in people's lives. Yeah. And it's people like this that are their quote-unquote prophets or their, um, the ones who speak the words of their God in that sense. You know what I mean? They, yeah. um, the fact that he is writing books for children to point them away from God mm-hmm. should show that he is not concerned with finding true reason. He is concerned with removing religion. And now I've read books and I from secularists. And I understand that they think this is the ultimate evolution of humanity and socially and culturally to evolve to a point where religion is no longer part of our society because they believe that religion points to a survival instinct. It's not actually a, um, a real thing. It's just those who feel like they need to survive find their hope in religion. That's what they believe. So I'm sure what he would say would be something along the lines of, well, I'm just trying to help us evolve to the place we're going mm-hmm. to be. But if you can honestly listen to that statement, that he's going to write books, getting children away from God and not have anything in your mind say, wait a minute, that's not more than just looking for reason. That's not a hidden agenda. That's not, there's, there is, you are trying to push your opinions on everybody else. Yeah. And listen, we write books for kids also. So like, I'm not trying to say writing kid books for kids is wrong, but for him to be a scientist and a... Um, a lover of reason, but not be open to what, like, if there is no absolute truth, not be open to whatever people want to believe in, whatever people think, but to be focused at this is what's right and this is what's wrong. As someone who claims there is no such thing as right and wrong, that doesn't make sense to me. For sure. And it's, I think it's interesting that it's like, like, you know, he says he had a problem with the publishers, you know, for that young age. It's like people that aren't even a believer or anything still see something wrong in that you know like even a moral thing like you're taking away almost the hope of those young people you know Mm -hmm. like and we that's what's taught in public schools and it's increasing and it's you know getting worse and worse and all these things taking the hope of just saying you know as a young kid you'll learn all this stuff and you're learning that you know you're an accident you know that this whole thing just happened by accident was chance and you know the dice were just rolled perfectly you know Mm -hmm. that this all came to be and you came to be and this is how evolution made us and you know 
we could all be out of here with an asteroid or a change in the weather slightly or anything like that. And an extinction is just something that's going to happen at some point, and we have to understand that. But your purpose on this earth, there is no purpose because you are just a random chance. Now, if you want to learn that stuff and look at both sides when you're at a certain age, I am all for that, you know, you know, look at both sides and that type of thing. But when you're a little kid and taking that faith away, I think that's a lot of things that, you know, lead to such high depression in children mm. these days and dealing with that type of stuff is like, man, and I feel like I felt like this a little bit like when I was younger, like I was just an accident, you know, like this just kind of happened. You see the monkey, you know, he's, he's on all fours mm-hmm. and he's going up. Like, that's all it is. Like, yeah. what's the point of trying to, like, strive after, oh, I'm going to, you know, get this and get that, and then what for what, you know? This is yeah. a total accident. So this is crazy for sure. Um, I would love to see this book, though. Is it like a, like a coloring book? Is I don't it know. like a, with pictures Maybe. and stuff? Like, I'm just blown away <laughs> that, yeah, I'm just blown away that, like, this, like, he, if for someone, like I said already, but like for someone who is so, like, open to anything, kind of like Joe Rogan is, you know, uh, why is there such a hate and distaste for God then? You know, yeah. if we're just evolving, if all of that is true and we're just accidents and some people are on their way farther than others and they'll get there one day, why is there such a forceful intent and uh, act to remove God in every way possible? Why is that? It's such like a spiritual thing that I don't even think people realize that they're doing it, you know? Yeah. And it's a contradictory like to what yeah. they believe. It doesn't make sense. How can you say we love whatever we just want, whatever you believe you can believe it. Like think what you want to think. Your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Then when we come and say, no, we believe in Jesus. No, you can never do that. That logically doesn't make yeah. any sense. I, I don't want to misquote Joe Rogan, but one of the things he always says is he doesn't hold on to any ideology like firmly, he always has his hands open. This is like kind of a quote that he said because he's willing to have his mind changed about things. You know, if it's a political thing, if it's, you know, a conspiracy thing with aliens or, you know, drug thing or this, or I think this, you know, he always says his hands open and he's willing to change his mind on anything. And he does change his mind on literally everything but this, you know, and I've seen him talk about this stuff and just like hold tight to his ideology. And it's the same thing. He has a very worship of like the high scientists mm. and that type of thing you know mm-hmm. and it's something i believe he's not even doing subconsciously like mm. he's subconsciously doing it you know he doesn't yeah. realize that he's holding on to this thing and he won't even look at the other side you know so it's crazy yeah this is wild ready for the last one let's do it there's um one thing that does happen to some people that are indoctrinated very young that the experience is so uh, so negative to them that they rebel and they rebel, and then they seek out other ways of thinking, and then you find them eventually uh, abandoning the religion. There's a woman named Megan Phelps. Do you know who she is? <coughs> I think I do. She's yes. Fred Phelps from the uh, the yes, Westboro yes, Baptist yes. Church. She was his granddaughter, and uh, yes, amazing woman. Yes, and she w- wound up communicating with people through all things Twitter. Yes, and met her husband. So she she rebelled Twitter. against yes. her father. Yes, <laughs> I, I got grandfather. grandfather. Yeah, yeah, she wound up leaving the church. And wound up uh, realizing that she was trapped in some sort of a Christian cult and uh, a very hateful one. Yes. I mean, they're, they're the God hates fags people. Exactly. Right? I know. And yeah. the same was true of uh, Nate Phelps, who was Fred Phelps's son. Mm. And he also escaped. He escaped on his 18th birthday. Wow. And and became an atheist and, and became, I think he's actually spoken at some of our conferences from time to time. 
first of all, uh, Westboro Baptist Church is, I would not classify as a Christian mm-hmm. church. You know what I mean? If you don't know about anything about Westboro Baptist Church, they are in Kansas, uh, and they're really well known for their opposition um, to homosexuality, but to the point of um, that God hates these people, and yeah. that's um, pretty violent, if I'm not mistaken. You know, in their in their words, but also in uh, how they treat other people. Um, they also um, demonstrate how much they hate um, other religions, most notably Judaism, um, which goes against. It's you know, God himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's spiritual in so many ways right there. Yeah, that, <laughs> that points to a lot. Um, you know, and um, yeah, I would just leave it at that. I would, you know, it's possible that they're classified as a cult mm-hmm. and not a Christian cult. I really, I don't think, I don't know if Joe Rogan said that in this same thing or not, or that was later on. Yeah. But there's no such thing as a Christian cult. Like Christianity is one thing, a cult is another thing. Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but they, um, because of the way they, um, they do their thing, um, they are they they could be classified as a cult. Also, on top of that, um, you know, their theology is uh, very hyper 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 Calvinistic. You know, and uh, you know they're just really whack in all of the things that they do. So just to just to you know before you know we think that. You know, this lady was just leaving a good normal church, which does happen, you know, yeah. all the time. But this this is not just a normal church, you know. And I think that points to another reason that a lot of people leave the church. We kind of talked about this um, earlier, and we're going to do more podcasts on this. But one of the reasons that people leave the church, besides the science, besides the having a hard time understanding if Jesus was real, is problems with church, yeah. problems with the people of the church, right? And... um this is something that we need to respond to because um, what they do is miserable. And, you know, unfortunately, it gives the rest of us a really bad name in Christianity. For sure. I actually had a friend who dealt with these people before. Oh, really? Um, he's a pastor here in Las Vegas, but um, he went to March Madness. Shout, shout out to March Madness. He best. got, he got tickets best. to the final four. I don't know if it was in Kansas or not. It was somewhere, but they were there. And like at the entrance of the final four, you know, mm. just with their signs and the, you know, God hates you type thing with all this stuff. And he tried to talk to him kind of like, you know, he's a really chill guy. He's just like, dude, get, like chill guys. Like what the heck, you know, and it, it didn't end well. Like they yelled at him too. Oh really? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, they're, they're crazy people. And that's a whole thing. You know, it's sad that, um, the people that are the loudest in the Christian community are, are the ones that are, so wrong in a lot of things you see this another person joe rogan talks about a lot he'll talk about carl lentz a lot you know it's a big thing he'll make fun of carl lentz and talk about all the things he did wrong and all this stuff and then you know he'll have like kanye on and stuff and you know god bless kanye but there's some weird things that happen with kanye sometimes (laughs) i love kanye but not necessarily the model of a christian (laughs) (laughs) but i'm I'm hoping for a new album but yeah (laughs) we're hoping for a transformation but like you said, it's an emotional thing, you know, like, like I said earlier, Joe Rogan has an experience with the Catholic church. I don't understand all of it. You know, I don't know his upbringing, but definitely a, a negative experience with that. I don't know about docking. I'm sure possible negative experience or talking about things that are negative. So kind of like is the upbringing and kind of what we look at Christianity as when they talk about that. But like you said, it's either a theological thing. Is Jesus real? Or it's like, Oh, the church hurt me or Mm -hmm. Christians are all hypocrites and all these things. And, you know, 
people get hurt at the church a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot, you know, and that it could happen at really good churches, you know, with somebody that just says something to you, you know, that may not represent Jesus or at really bad churches like this, which is a whole nother subject, but you can't, um, taught, you can't link your relationship with Christ with other people in that sense. You know, it's not Jesus that came and told you these things. It's people that messed up in the church and that type yeah. of thing. I think that's something that people have such a hard time for that, you know, People are going to make you mad in the church. Everyone's human and everyone's trying to work towards it. And some people are really stupid, but that doesn't change who God is. And that doesn't change the evidence of who God is and the science, the good science or the, the theological, you know, eschatology of who Jesus is, you know? So, yeah, I think we often blame God for, for people's sin. And I think this is something Mm -hmm. that we all have to remember is that humans make mistakes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make mistakes you're going to make mistakes, you know, even in our friendship, you know, like um, if, you know, we're hanging out, you know, you and I are super close, but at some point, you know, you and I are going to fail each other as friends, you know, whether it's, you know, I said something stupid or you say something stupid, like no matter what, we're going to make mistakes. Uh, But we know that, you know, we know that. And, and I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, if Sean messes up, then everything he's ever told me is a lie and we're not friends anymore and we can't watch basketball together and we can't go to church together. No, that's absolutely stupid. Nobody does that in relationships, you know? And um, when, unfortunately, when God's people treat other people wrong, they blame God for it. The reality is that God is the only perfect being that has ever existed and still exists and will exist for eternity. Humans aren't perfect. And unfortunately, this is not an easy thing to say, but this is the reality. You can't blame God for the way people make mistakes because at the end of the day, that's the problem of sin. Um, So, you know, you look at this so-called church, they call themselves a church. And I would say, you know, I, I am sorry for all the people that have been wrongly or really hurt by that church, but that does not express the heart of God. And just because they call themselves Christians does not mean they express the heart of God. How do we know when we express the heart of God? We go to his word. We go to what he said. We go to where what he did and how he treated people, how he treated sinners, how he treated those who made mistakes. That those two things don't meet. Those two things aren't the same. You know, yeah. the way this specific, specific church treats people and the way Jesus treated people. And understanding that, um, I'm not saying this solves a bunch of issues, you know. But the reality is, is that like no matter how much people hurt you, you can always trust that the way God loves you and the way God wants to treat you and the way God is going to be there for you is not like anything else that you could ever experience on earth. And that's why we have a relationship with Jesus. It's no longer by man, but you know, or through a priest or, or any of that, it is through Jesus Christ. There is no church that you have to be specifically a part of. You don't have to come to America. You don't have to live in Israel. You can love Jesus wherever you are at. And that is the beauty of the gospel is that it's not dependent on man anymore. You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's really really good. Like, that's <laughs> like Alex is preaching over this good stuff. <laughs> that's like I don't know if you can get better. I mean, you can get better advice, but you could. I don't know if you can get better advice on living your life as a Christian than that. Don't let people like make skew your view of who Jesus yeah. is and who God is. You know, because people are going to fail you. Yeah. You know, and it's going to happen. Even the best of people are going to fail you. And someone's going to say something to you in church or something's going to happen this and someone's not going to return your call or something. You can't just like throw out everything, you know, just because of that, you know, the Christians aren't always going to represent 
Jesus and God in the right way, you know, but, and that's goes out through all history. And that's something that needs to be on us that we need to represent Christ, Mm -hmm. how he's supposed to be represented, you know, because we are the first thing people see a lot of times. Yeah, we are scary. It is scary. (laughs) It is scary. But you know who always is going to answer your calls? really cheesy but jesus will you know what i mean (laughs) this is super cheesy but like but but he says it yeah ask and it will be answered seek and you shall find knock and door shall be Mm -hmm. opened for you there's a promise in the bible that when you pray and you ask god according to his will he promises to hear you and he promises to give you the 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 petitions of your request yeah uh first john uh chapter five if you want to look at it later um and if you know you're right we may not always answer each other's calls, but, but God will always answer our prayers. And that's why, like I said earlier, we can't judge our God based on the mistakes of people that call himself to be a part of him. That just logically doesn't make sense. I'm sure that Richard Dawkins has some, some students of his that have gone off the rails and are saying stuff. That's absolutely crazy. You don't, he wouldn't want to be identified with what they say. Yeah. He wouldn't want that. You know, really stupid example, but but it's the same thing, if that makes any sense. For sure. Yeah. So, if, I mean, if you guys take anything out of this, that's a good thing to take. And also, we just, you know, I think just showing a different view of this, you know, like in closing, it's just so nice because there's so many things that are, you know, on these people have bigger platforms than us. And these type oh, of things yeah. are being blasted more than anything, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, there are other sides of it. And we're not telling you like, you know, follow this side and don't look at the other side at all, you know, oh, like. Yeah we're here to talk about truth and talk about the hard questions. And, you know, this stuff is hard questions and, you know, people have master's degrees in trying to figure this stuff out. For sure. But I mean, we haven't looked at it maybe as much as other people, but we're we just have, reading the ones with the master's but, degrees. Yeah, <laughs> but we have looked at it. We yeah. have spent hours in classes talking about it and reading the Bible multiple yeah. times and the evidence is there. And we just encourage you guys to seek it out for yeah. yourself. Don't listen to us. And that's why we're doing this, right? That's why we're pulling clips. We're going to be pulling a lot more clips. If you like this type of thing, drop yeah. a comment down and let us know real quickly that if you like us reacting to things that we see. Um, but we want to do this more, right? Because we're not afraid to handle hard things, not because we think we have all the answers, like you said, but because uh, this is the reality. If we spent our lives, you know, never looking at YouTube and, you know, being afraid of any anything like and not having answers for then. Uh, that's a really shallow Christianity. Yeah. I know my God doesn't need me to defend him, but he is so gracious to me that he's given every type of answer that I would ever need to prove his existence. That's the God that I serve, sure. you know, and I'm going to spend my life searching those because that's, that's beautiful, you know? Yeah. We're in our twenties. We're on the internet. We're just you know? starting. It's like, <laughs> come on, we're seeing this stuff, you know, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, you yeah. know, I'm on, t- you're not on Twitter or anything. We're even on TikTok. You know, Twitter. That's. <laughs> I'm not really on TikTok. I just uh, I just post it and then I get off. <laughs> okay, as soon as I okay, I Okay, we'll see. I saw you. No, I'm that. serious. I'm not. I'm not getting on it. I heard some videos playing from your office. Shut <laughs> up! You're a liar. <laughs> um, you know, Twitter was the first social media that I ever had. Was it really? Yeah. And you got rid of it. Yeah, I just got rid of it. Yeah. Oh, I like Twitter. I do too, yeah, but you know, it's, it's just, I have no social media right now and it's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, life I is I great. Like you. Life I don't even so watch TV anymore. I just watch like YouTube. Well, it's I do really that. bad. I do that. Yeah. Cause you just get lot <laughs> and they're like, they're small commitments. Like, Oh, it's like an eight minute video. Yeah, after then eight, click, eight minute videos. <laughs> yeah, like I could have watched all the Lord of the Rings in the time. I just watched all these YouTube videos. <laughs> That's hilarious. Goodness. You're funny, dude. 
All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Um, yeah. And let us know. Drop a comment down if you like this type of thing. If you want us to react more, send us or drop videos in the comments and let us know stuff that you would want us to react to because we're super down to do that. Yeah. You can always go to our website and ask us any questions. You don't have to email us anymore. If you go to our website, there's a page called questions. You can drop a question there. Um, so we would love to answer stuff. Hit us up. We're ready for it.